Amen. Hey, once again, we're in our study, World Religions, Colts, and the Uncle Brian. It's number 15. What's it titled? That's close enough. Give it up for Brian, the world of the occult. That also, that also includes Satanism and the rise of devil worship. But that's close enough. We're a team. We're a team here tonight. That's right. But anyway, that's right. Hey, uh, with Satanism and the rise of devil worship, believe it, at number 15. Man, how many years has this been? 912 we've been on this journey? It's been a while, but hey, we finally made it to topic number 15, and we've already dealt with the existence of Satan. Why do we have to do that? Because what's the stat? Unfortunately, as crazy as it sounds, 65%, not the world of the so-called church does not believe in a literal devil. Man, no wonder he's having a heyday and there's a rise to devil worship. Then we took a look at his character and the tactics. Why? Because Old Testament, New Testament talks about the devil and demons. They're real. Nothing to joke about, but we don't have to be afraid. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. But God tells us these things. Why? So that we can stand firm when, not if, the evil tries to get you. And he's going to try to get you, especially when you start living for Jesus Christ and preaching the truth, okay? So we already dealt with that. Then we took a look at the history of Satanism. Why? Because we're like, how, could, how do we get into this mess? Not just the world, but 65 of those who profess uh, percent of those who profess to be Christians don't believe in, in Satanism. You've got to be kidding me. They don't believe in the literal devil. It's, it's, how do we? Well, we took a, a look at that and we traced the trail all the way to modern times. Then we took a look at the next thing, and that was, of course, the beliefs of Satanism uh, for several times. And what you could see there, we've already dealt with uh, several things with their beliefs. Number one, uh, the number one law is what? Do what you will shall be the whole of the law. That's, it's all about self. Self-worship is the underpinning, the heart, the core of Satanism. That's what caused the fall of Satan. And so, shocker, that's what Satanism teaches, believes, and that's even crept into the church as we saw. Uh, we also saw, not only that, we saw the law of reversal on a video clip tonight. If we get that far, you're going to actually see that in action. And we saw they do everything purposely, exactly backwards or reverse of what God says, including backmasking, reverse music, backwards walking, things of that nature, just everything opposite that you can think, uh, certainly, of the Lord. Then we saw the uh, last couple times the law of self-indulgence, okay? And with the law of self-indulgence, we saw that basically it's, hey, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, right? It's, it's about indulgence, not abstinence, okay? And they, they express that and promote that in several different ways. We saw that with... That's why Satanism is huge on abortion. Why? Because what? My body, my choice. You heard that statement? It's everywhere. Folks, that's Satanism, straight up Satanism. Uh, and that's their law, okay? Then we saw that they're also doing it by promoting homosexuality. Hey, whatever feels good, right? It, 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 and does that sound familiar? That's straight up Satanism. That's exactly. And that's why their own stats, we saw 50% of the Satanic community are homosexuals. They go hand in hand because that's where that comes from. Then we saw gender fluidity last time. Uh, make it up as you go, not just be who you want to be with. You can just make it up as you go. And again, does that sound familiar today? Folks, that's straight up Satanism, okay? And God warned, once you go down this route and you don't turn from this, Romans chapter one we saw last time, what's going to happen? It's going to get worse. You think this is bad? It ain't going to stop. And that's what we saw. It's already started exactly what God warned about 2,000 years ago. Now what they're pushing for with the law of self-indulgence is pedophilia, right? Hey, if you accepted homosexual, why not a pedosexual? And that's what's actually being promoted today. That's straight up Satanism. And then it's even worse than that. Now they're promoting this. We left off last time, bestiality. But again, that sounds too harsh. So it's just a new term. It's zoosexual, right? So, hey, if you're going to accept a homosexual and a pedosexual, then how about a zoosexual? That's exactly the rationale. It's exactly what God warned about, okay, as a sign that your uh, society is on the way out. God has given you over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. And the reason why is because we're not following Jesus Christ anymore. We're following Satan. These are laws of Satanism. This is where this is coming from. This is why it's getting so dark and dangerous and destructive. But it comes from what? It comes from their law of self-indulgence, okay, that we saw. Now, unfortunately, uh, now we're going to get into the behavior of Satanism. And uh, these guys, they don't just sit there and go, well, here's our beliefs and just Hopefully through osmosis and the wind, you're just going to catch it eventually. Uh, no, they're out there promoting that with their behavior actively, and they want their beliefs actively with their behavior infiltrating every aspect of our society, okay? And they admit it, their job with their behavior, they want to take their beliefs and purposely, openly supplant Christianity. At least they'll admit it, right? Much of the people realize, oh, come on, yeah. God says, listen, we're in a spiritual war. I think it's pretty apparent. If you don't have your head in the sand, if you got your head in the Bible, it's pretty obvious. We're in a spiritual war. But you pay all, half, over half the church doesn't even believe in a literal devil, but the Satanists admit 
This is why we're here. This is what we're doing with our behavior. We want to supplant Christianity with Satanism. And as always, don't take my word for it. This is Lucian Greaves. He is the head of the Satanic Temple, okay? And he admits we are here to overturn Christianity and supplant it with Satanism. This is what they're doing with their behavior. Let's take a look at that. If I walked into the Satanic Temple, I'm assuming that there is a building, the Satanic Temple, is it? Is, yeah? Correct, okay. in Salem, Massachusetts. If, if, if I walked in there, if I walk into any other uh, place of uh, worship, uh, there'll probably be a sign, well, sort of almost their mission statement that I would, I would uh, be welcome to. What would be, in a sentence, the mission statement of the Satanic Temple if I, as I walk through those doors? Uh, we don't have a mission statement on the doors, right. but anybody's welcome to come in. It's set up more like an art gallery where people can come in on their own and tour through. Um, but the simple kind of elevator pitch for the Satanic Temple is that we're a non-theistic religion in opposition to arbitrary authority. Uh, we align ourselves against the rising theocratic movement, uh, particularly in the United States today. And we have a set of affirmative values we feel that are in line with that kind of rejection of arbitrary authority and, and tyrannical motions that we see mm. being enacted. Is, is this what uh, you know, Satanism has always been about? Because if you ask some people out there what's, you know, actually before I even looked into this today, I mean, I would have had sort of all kinds of views about what Satanism is, actually devil worshipping and actually probably stuff you don't really want to get involved in. Have we had it wrong all this time? It's not merely to shock and offend. We grew up in a Judeo-Christian culture and we began to question some of the superstitious norms that were being imposed upon us. Like? These notions of, uh, of the impending apocalypse, uh, the, the return of Jesus, the, the fact that there's, uh, that there's biblical fiats that ban people from gay marriage or abortion. Yeah, at least he's honest. And notice that that was in the UK. This is spreading all over the world, okay? And they're given big-time airtime. And notice how even the newscasters, well, this is amazing. I thought it was just about pitchforks and creepy stuff. And, and, and you want to stand up for people's rights? This is great. Did you hear that? Nuts. Okay, but what did, he, what did he admit? The leader, Lucian Grease, of the Satanic Temple. We are here to what? With our behavior, we want to what? Supplant the Judeo-Christianity mindset, specifically about the news, the return of Jesus Christ, right? Exactly. Everything that we believe in, that's what they're against, and they're not against it. With their behavior, they're doing whatever they can to undermine it. And supplant it, specifically, with Satanism, okay? That's what we're going to uh, deal with. And unfortunately, now when it comes to their behavior... Uh, and allowing that to continue on, spreading their beliefs so that they can supplant Christianity with Satanism, uh, not just the world, folks. We're going to see tonight, even the church is allowing even that to take place. It is crazy, okay? And that leads us to the next warning from God. You better not do that. We didn't listen to Romans chapter 1, okay? Uh, but you better listen to this. You better not let this stuff creep in anywhere, let alone the church. It will destroy you. But take a, uh, don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God's. Open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. This is our first text tonight, Galatians chapter 5. And uh, just a few verses here, verses 7 through 9. But uh, you probably heard the phrase, but let's put it in this context. With Satanism being spread purposely all over the world, as you saw, and uh, is that something that we should say, ah, oh, well, you know, whatever, to each his own, they got their own belief system, no big worry, and just let it roll over and say nothing? I don't think so. Uh, this is what Jesus says, uh, or Paul says here. And uh, Jesus says it too, we'll see in a second. But here it is, Galatians chapter 5, when you get there, say move. Good enough for me. Verse 7 says this, Paul was talking to the Galatian church, he says what? You were running at what? A good race who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth. They were following for false teaching by false teachers is the context. And Paul says that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. In other words, this is not from God. And he uses this phrase, here it is, a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Or in some translations, it might say a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So obviously you're going, well, that's cool. What's he talking about? Well, to use maybe like a, a modern vernacular, um, a little bit of chicken will destroy your soul or something. That would be the crone version, right? It's a dangerous phrase. It's really serious. You need to take it serious, right? Uh, but, the, but the phrase there, a little leaven leavens the whole lump, uh, is uh, basically talking about, it's a, a, a food analogy, a yeast analogy, and basically it's compared to the effects of false teaching in this context in the church. Just as a small amount of yeast will make a whole loaf of bread rise, okay, so a little, even the tiniest little bit of false teaching will quickly spread, infiltrating the hearts and minds of the believers until, listen, the entire church is contaminated. 
right? And that's why if you see sin or false teaching in the church, what's the smartest thing to do? You don't let it go on. You just bang, you better deal with it ASAP as soon as you see it, because why? It will spread. This is a warning from God. A little bit of yeast, man, it's gonna, it's gonna spread just like, and, and if you guys ever made homemade bread, it just takes a little bit, man. It's like, whoa, what happened to you, man? Right, you swelled up there, right? And, uh, but that's what he's talking about. He's talking about false teaching, false teaching. So zero tolerances, you see that? It's a, I use the phrase all the time. It's easier to put out a fire when you see the smoke and, you know, and then and instead of letting it go on and on, now you got a raging inferno, right? You should have stomped on it when you saw smoke. And that's the, kind of the same analogy here. Paul uses the same yeast metaphor uh, again in 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 7. He says to the Corinthian church, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Listen, cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened. So in other words, he didn't say just recognize it. He says, do something about it. Get rid of it. Don't sit there, right? How many times you, uh, I, man, we got a lot to cover. Uh, we, we, uh, even as uh, Sunrise, we've dealt with this. I remember the fir- one of the first questions I had when I was candidating for this position uh, 10 years ago and uh, on, during the grill time. And uh, I was asked the question, how, how do you, Pastor Bill, how do you deal with the bad behavior in the church? I said, uh, you confront it. I said, I've learned this over the years. Bad behavior continues because bad behavior is allowed to continue. You know what that is? That's a fancy way of saying a little leaven leavens the whole lump, right? You have to deal with it. You got to. And I'm telling you, it's timely. You have to deal with it immediately because don't sit there and say, well, it'll just magically go away. That's what churches do. And that's why they go, because they let it spread. And now you got a raging inferno or now you're going through a split and all kinds of crazy stuff. Paul wants to protect the church from the disastrous consequences of moral corruption. The Corinthians' arrogant attitude, if you know what they were doing, man, they were allowing sin big time. And they were actually going like, yeah, we're, we're, we're loving, we're tolerant. Sounds like churches today, doesn't it? Right? And, uh, but it was appalling. Um, and, uh, and then Paul not only was adamant that you must deal with it, but he says as a member single sin or just a false teaching will again eventually spread like yeast and affect the whole thing. Now, Jesus also said the same thing, okay, when he's talking about corrupt teachings, false teachers with the uh, Sadducees and the Pharisees. And the reason why they were sad, you see, is because they didn't believe in the resurrection. You guys heard that one. Matthew 16, uh, 6, 11 through 12, Jesus says this, be careful, Jesus said to them, be on your guard against the what? Same kind of concept, the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, right? And he says, how is it, you don't understand what I'm talking to you? I'm not talking to you about bread, hello, Okay, right? He's given an analogy, right? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Sadducees and Pharisees. And they understood he was not telling them to be on the guard against the yeast used in bread, but what? Against the what? Teaching, and specifically what? False teaching, right? Of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Listen, Jesus too, not just Paul, Jesus used the phrase and he warned that false ideas, false teachings, and dare I say, false teachers. Same thing. You could have people come to your church and you allow, and they start teaching false teaching, you you better get on that real quick because do you think it'll stop? No, they'll take an element of your church, take them south. They might even take them out of the church. And there goes your, it happens all the time because people don't take this phrase serious. A little bit of leaven will ruin the whole lump. You got to deal with it serious, right? And that's what Jesus says. Even a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. Just a tiny bit of sin, just a tiny amount of harmful false teaching has widespread corrupting influence on the minds and the hearts of people. So you clear that's a warning from God, right? Now I said all that to get to this. This is what I'm seeing, unfortunately, is being allowed not just in the world, but in the church specifically when it comes to the false teaching of, of all things, Satanism. Just hardly any reaction whatsoever. And what you're going to see in some of these video clips, it's just like, oh, hey, well, you're entitled to believe whatever you want to believe and whatever. It's, no, not the church. We believe the scripture, Right? And you better deal with that, but we're not. We've so rolled over and accepted the beliefs of even Satanism, even the church. Now with their behavior, we're rolling over and allowing them to infiltrate with virtually uh, no resistance, okay? So we're gonna take a look at with their behavior, how are they permeating all aspects of society uh, and spreading like yeast and frankly, on the process of destroying things. Well, not just the world, dare I say, even in the church, we are allowing Satanism to spread like yeast in our schools, Okay as if you didn't need more reasons to homeschool, okay, with what's going on today, here's yet another one because we're allowing this to take place. And again, here is the Satanist rationale. Well, hey, 
right? If we allow uh, homosexuality and transgenderism and all that stuff in schools, which we have allowed to happen, haven't we? Big, you think it was going to stop there? Of course not. And then they say, well, you allow Christian clubs in schools, right? You allow, uh, uh, why can't you have satanic clubs? Now you think, oh, come on, we would never come to that. Folks, we have allowed the yeast of Satanism to spread. And this is what they're doing with their behavior. This is now what they're pushing in our schools, right? Let's take a look at this first video. Teaching Satanism in school sounds like the stuff of horror movies, but a U.S. court ruling on religious freedoms has enabled devil worshippers in Florida to hand out educational material about their beliefs to kids at state schools. Rena Portnaya has this report. Public education in America often uses coloring books to teach young Americans about math, science, and current events. This year, a new book filled with games and lessons about Satanism could be distributed to students attending public school in Florida's Orange County. The 10-page Satanic Children's Big Book of Activities features characters named Annabelle and Damien who demonstrate rituals to explain Satanism. This expanding wealth of information for America's young minds was made possible after a Florida judge last month ruled that if the Orange County School District allowed Christian groups to disseminate Bibles and other materials in its schools, then other religious and atheist groups should be given the same right to distribute their material and followers of the Antichrist seized on the decision to treat all faiths equally. Coming to a school in Portland very soon, and it has parents talking at Sacramento Elementary School after the Park Rose School District allowed them in by law. As K2's Jackie LeBrett reports, the devil's in the details when it comes to why this group holds this after-school club. The drop-off at Sacramento Elementary was anything but routine Wednesday morning. I just don't want my kids to be around it. Mostly because there was talk of the devil. Anything that has anything to do with satanic, it just doesn't sound like a healthy environment. They're going to see the word satanic and be like, oh, okay, no, no, thank you. There's a new club set to start this fall called the After School Satan Club. It's run by the National Satanic Temple. I think a lot of people at the surface level look at the video and go, well, that was kind of... That was kind of creepy, um, and, and we know that. Finn Rez heads up the Satanic Temple's Portland chapter. He says they're using Satanism as a metaphor, basing it off the literary interpretation where the devil is a rebel, questioning cultural norms and labels. Rez says they are offering an alternative to what's known as the Good News Club. They talked about love, respect, kindness. They teach them about God, of course, but uh, it's more about um, loving themselves and believing in themselves. The non-denominational Christian club meets weekly at the school, which bothers some parents. They're trying to address uh, the other group that's trying to teach real vulnerable kids about religion. And my opinion is is that people should teach religion at home. We are offering an alternative program that basically teaches kids how to think critically and uh, look at things from a scientific perspective. Actually look from a satanic perspective. But did you notice that? You Christian, that Christian club thing, I tell you what, it was good news. That's what you're trying to do, secretly introduce religion. But hey, Satanism, no problem. Exactly. And do you see what they're doing? They're, they, what, do they, what did he say? Lucian Greece. We are here to supplant, in essence, Christianity. This is what's going on with their behavior, folks. And you tell me we're not in a war, and it's time we need to speak up. And part of the way you can speak up when you're... How, how much more filth in schools do you got to go before you speak up with your feet and say, we are homeschooling? It's that simple, folks. Hello. And I'm, mm, anyway... Uh, but this is going, uh, we could be here all day, folks, sharing you video clips of these clubs that are starting. This isn't isolated, not just in Portland and not just in Sacramento, which is crazy. That's where I got saved and first started pastoring. I can't believe that. But that's California. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, but uh, uh, but it, it, this is happening all across the United States in mass. These coloring books and tea, it's crazy. Okay. And, and now, if that wasn't freaky enough, uh, you saw little bitty teeny clips of it. But I'm going to give you the actual video from the Satanic Temple. This is their video that they made to advertise these after-school Satan clubs, right? And you heard the one guy say, yeah, it was a little freaky. Now, this is the first, if you weren't here at the beginning, I'll say it again. Uh, I made a disclaimer before we started. 
there's a couple video clips tonight. This is going to be one of them that is disturbing, but we need to understand it. So if you've got some younger kids in the crowd, use your own discretion. But this is the Satanic Temple's commercial for their after-school clubs. It's gross. Oh, watch for the law of reversal in this video. Backwards, backmasking, walking backwards. Watch this. This is nuts. reasons to get your kid out of public school? Do you think it's going to stop? It's going to get even worse, folks, because that's what God said. I'm going to give you over to a depraved mind, and you ain't seen nothing yet. And, and we're seeing it, folks. Okay, but, but how did he get to this? Because we violated another warning from God. A little yeast leavens the whole lump. We caved in and accepted the beliefs of Satanism. We allowed them to permeate, not just our country, the church is rolling over, playing dead with it, and in some cases, we saw the church is even going along with it. Do you really think it was just going to stop there? And you think, well, okay, that's horrible, that's rotten, but it's a good thing that Satanism being taught now in schools isn't having any effect on the kids. Yeah, it is. Watch what's going on in schools, folks. Three little kids allegedly involved in one big plot. First grade students at this Anchorage charter school suspended after allegedly plotting to poison and kill a fellow student. School officials say they found out about the morbid alleged plan only after another classmate overheard the students talking about it. We also will talk to students about where they learn this um, and do they recognize the seriousness of their comments and their actions. A 17-year-old boy in Houston, Texas, will be charged as an adult for the rape and human sacrifice of a 15-year-old classmate of his, who he killed in a, quote, satanic ritual so that he could, quote, sell his soul to the devil. Gee, I wonder where he got that from. At this rate, maybe he got it from school. A little what? What did he say? What did Jesus say? What did Paul say? A little yeast spreads through the whole lump. We thought, hey, well, it's just another religion. Don't they have a right? And you, you should have shut it off right there, man. As, as Folks, you study history. That is not what our founding fathers had in mind. When they talked about the, the right of religion, the context, read the documents. The context was the religion of Christianity. Not everything under the sun, and certainly not Satanism. But oh no, we bought into the lie, the false moniker, the separation of church and state, which is not in the Bill of Rights, which is not in the Constitution. It's in a letter from uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson written to the Danbury Baptists in Connecticut in 1802, and they were concerned that another Christian denomination was going to be titled the, uh, 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 the Christian denomination for the United States. And so Thomas Jefferson said, no, the First Amendment will guarantee that separation of church and state, 
Uh, and what he meant was there is no Christian denomination going to be chosen as the official Christian denomination of our Christian nation. But still, that's in a letter in 1802. It's not even the Bill of Rights of the Constitution. But we've fallen for that. We've allowed that, that yeast to spread, and now it's this. And we were warned about it, and we didn't do anything. Unfortunately, it's not just in our schools. The second way that Satanism is permeating their beliefs in our society with their behavior is the government. Okay? And again, here's the rationale, right? If we allow Christian prayers in the government and Christian prayers in the courtrooms and Christian to be involved in, quote, government proceedings, then why not Satanist and Satanic prayers? And they, oh, come on. You see, that's what's being pushed, folks. A little yeast leavens the whole lump, right? And we rolled over and played dead on this, and now it's come to this. Watch this. Chaos and controversy caused a slight delay at tonight's Pensacola City Council meeting. A leader from a satanic temple gave the invocation. Catrice Nolan was there for the meeting that quickly got out of hand. The invocation started by David Soar, a representative of the Satanic Temple. It is done. But David Soar says he only wants one thing. Is adopt some rules. Quit pandering for votes. Quit pushing Christian privilege as we've seen with the Bayview Cross and so many other issues. And instead, go to a moment of silence and let everybody pray or not according to their own conscience. Now, one thing Council President Barr did say he agreed with David Sur on is to make sure that the council has guidelines moving forward with who needs to give the invocation before every city council meeting. Which now, because you compromised, went along with the lie, separation of church and state, you allowed a little bit of yeast to come in with that lie, but now it's come to this. So now that includes satanic prayers, calling down curses upon our nation and communities. You think that's going to help? But that's what you do when you violate uh, the warning from the scripture, okay? Uh, but, but hey, it, at least it's going to stop there, right? Because we all know that that yeast, you pop it in that bread, it just doesn't go anywhere. Just this little bubble. Oh, there. No, what would scripture say? And what's the analogy? You allow your foot into one area of false teaching, even that, do you think it's going to stop just there with satanic prayers? Uh-uh. Now we have, they're so comfortable, folks, and so bold, and we've rolled over and played dead on this. Now we have openly, not just as we saw last time, open pedophiles running for office. Now we have open Satanists running for office, starting in California. Let's take a look at this guy. Time Magazine reported that, folks. This is not a conspiracy theory wacko. But notice what he wanted to get involved with? Reforming schools. Gee, I wonder what you're going to reform it with. Right? Okay. But hey, I'm, that's, again, it's just, you know, yeast. It just, okay, maybe, maybe it went to the second bubble. But yeast dies right after that. That's all it does. That's, that, yeast, that yeast thing doesn't go nowhere. What's it do? It spreads. You think it's going to stop there? Absolutely not, folks. Uh, and again, if you think this is some sort of foreign thing going on uh, in our government, uh, you need to wake up, okay? If you know anything about the, not just, what party was he running with ultimately? The Democrat Party. What did we see in our witchcraft study? In, infiltrated with uh, the Democrat Party, even though also with the, our Satanism study, Democrat Party, okay? And not just the Democrat Party, uh, but also who were involved in witchcraft, the Clintons. If you know anything about the Clintons and the Democrat Party folks, uh, they have been involved in some pretty sick, twisted, and dare I say, you're going to see in a second, satanic stuff for a long time. This is at the highest ends of our government now because we've allowed the yeast to spread, and we're fooling ourselves thinking that it's just going to stop with that prayer. It's all to the top now, all the way to the top now because we rolled over and played dead and kept their mouth shut and allowed the yeast to spread. Okay, again, here's your second video that frankly is disturbing. So use your discretion as parents, but this is what's going on. This came out, this was in black and white, 
This is not a wacko, doctored photo, video, conspiracy theory. This is actually what's, what came out, what was going on with the Democrat Party and the Clinton campaign. What are, what were they involved in? Let's take a look at that. Clinton campaign chairman practices Aleister Crowley black magic, menstrual blood, semen, breast milk, most bizarre WikiLeaks revelation yet, with a high priestess who world leaders visit and top rap and Hollywood stars visit, who carries out a form of ritualistic sex magic developed, really just taken from older rituals, by Aleister Crowley. blood, semen, breast milk, most bizarre WikiLeaks revelation yet. And ladies and gentlemen, I told you that the Secret Service and others told us that they're into the occult, but I don't need to believe my sources. I have Bill Clinton in his own book, My Life, The Early Years, where he talks about how he loved voodoo, how God is manifest in humans through spirits, good and evil and how he believes in voodoo. His own book admitted it, but nobody wants to deal with it. It's right there in black and white. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is what's going on at the top echelon of our country, including the current administration. I don't know if you guys saw this headline that wasn't that long ago. Uh, I'll give it to you. There's a screenshot. Uh, Susan Rice burned sage in the office to cleanse Trump White House. And this is a ritual. This is a voodoo ritual, right? And that's part of her heritage, okay, from Haiti. But it says this, Susan Rice posted a photo of her White House office showing a sage-burning ritual to cleanse it from the, quote, vibes of the previous occupants. New York Times reported this, folks, okay, uh, and gave a profile. Uh, Miss Rice has decorated uh, this office she's now in, in Haitian art, which is, as we'll see in our next section with all kinds of sub- spiritual things we're going to deal with, including voodoo. Haiti's all about voodoo, man. And that's her background, by the way, her family history. And scented it with sage, showing the ritual sage burning. Here's further down. They show it. So she's doing this ritual to cleanse that from the Trump White House. This is in the White House. This is what they're doing in the White House. This is the current administration in the White House. Oh, by the way, this administration is also what party? Democrat Party. You might see in a pattern, not just with witchcraft, but even with Satan, this is what's going on. You know why? How did this come? This is nuts. How could this happen to the United States of America? Because we violate the scripture, not just Romans chapter one. We violate the scripture when the scripture says you better deal with false teaching, false teachers, sin immediately. We didn't. A little bit of yeast began to spread and now it's come to this. The church is out there playing funny reindeer games. The church is out there actually pre uh, preaching the first law of Satanism. It's all about self, self, self. All I want is candy, uh, fluffy. Tell me about cats and all that kind of fun stuff. And this is going on. The world is on fire and the bulk of the church is keeping their mouth shut or going along with it. This is what it's come to. Unfortunately, yeast doesn't stop there. The third way that the Satanists are with their behavior, making sure their beliefs get permeated in all aspects of our society is with the military. Now, if you were uh, here in our history section when we're dealing with Satanists, you recall that the Satanism getting to military really began to take inroads in the 70s with this guy, Michael Aquino. Okay, uh, and not just the military here in the United States, but uh, even abroad as well, worldwide. And uh, but uh, that was in the 70s. And, I, and aren't you glad that just like yeast, it just it once we allowed that to happen in our military, it just stayed there in the 70s and it just died out. Sarcasm to make the point. Uh, no, it didn't, folks. It didn't die out at all. It has spread. Uh, and listen to this. Here's the rationale: If you allow Christian chaplains and Christian prayers. And Christian groups in the military 
You bought into the lie. You rolled over and played dead with the lie of the separate church and state. You let that yeast start. Now it's spreading. And here's the rationale. Then why not satanic prayers and satanic covens and satanic services in the military? And that's exactly what it is. And I'm going to show you a screenshot, folks. Satanists are in the army now. It ain't just the army. It's the military. And let me quote what they say there. A group of American conservative religious organizations is demanding that Christians boycott the U.S. Army and all of its works until the military ends support for its, quote, latest denominations, witches and Satanists. The armies decide to follow all, uh, to allow other religions to practice their beliefs in the U.S. bases, including Wicca, witchcraft, and Satanism, right? Now watch this. And here's the handbook, listen, the handbook for army chaplains. Now when you think chaplain, you think Christian, Christian. Chaplains, you get in big trouble. You can say the name of Jesus, but now guess what these guys get to do? Army the handbook for army chaplains also includes, quote, the church of Satan among groups allowed to worship. How can you be a Christian and do that? The, quote, military pagan network, also known as MPN, says all religions are and should be permitted free practice on military bases within reasonable limits. Again, that's your yeast that began to spread. We fell for the lie. In fact, recently, Tucker Carlson, I don't know if you saw the little thing there, uh, of all places where this came up, he was talking about the jab issue and that it's being used to gut the military. But notice what he said in this broadcast, you'll see in a second, what also included with that issue is being taught as they talk about that issue. Very strange. This is like only a week or two old. Watch this. The military suicide is an actual crisis that the Pentagon might want to address. Lloyd Austin might want to look into that. But no, that would get the Democratic Party nothing. The point of mandatory vaccination is to identify the sincere Christians in the ranks, the free thinkers, the men with high testosterone levels, and anyone else who does not love Joe Biden and make them leave immediately. It's a takeover of the U.S. military. Here's how they're doing it. This show has just obtained a PowerPoint that the Army is using to justify mandatory vaccines to the troops. This is an actual slide from it on your screen. You will notice there the sympathetic portrayal of Satanism. How many children were sacrificed to Satan because of the vaccine? The slide reads apparently sarcastically. Then the presentation proceeds to list the so-called tenets of Satanism, which are taken straight from the Temple of Satanism website. So here you have the United States Army doing PR for Satanism. So we called the army about this today and they conceded the PowerPoint you just saw is absolutely real. Troops saw it, but it was somehow not approved by army, army leadership. They did not explain how that works or what they're going to do about it. Which uh, rhymes probably with nothing. This is everywhere, folks. Again, their behavior, where are they going for? They're permeating the schools, they're permeating the government. Okay, now they're taking over the military. This is not a game, folks. Okay, and they're purging the military. Okay, and uh, it's just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you're sitting there going, like, man, this is crazy, man. That's three big pillars of our society. How could this happen? If only we had the answer. You starting to see a pattern now? A little what? A little yeast spreads through the whole lump. Leaven's the whole thing. We, get, we rolled over. Did you really think it wasn't going to get worse? This is what's going on in our country. But hey, okay, unfortunately, now they're doing this in the military openly, and I'm just glad it's not affecting the soldiers. You remember in our earlier study, soldiers are now killing soldiers for Satan. I wish I was making this one up. Watch this. This is the headline right here. Uh, U.S. soldier plotted with satanic neo-Nazis to ambush his own unit. A U.S. soldier has been charged playing a deadly ambush on members of his own unit uh, with the help of uh, the Order of Nine Angles. Uh, remember, if you guys, in the history section, that's one of the modern uh, spinoffs of, of Satanism. Uh, it's kind of like a, a, a military arm of Satanism. And uh, it's Private Ethan P. Melzer, 22, confessed to plotting what he intended was a mass casualty attack during an interview with U.S. agents on May 30th. And uh, he goes on, it says, Milser admitted he intended to cause as many deaths among his fellow service members as possible. And the FBI reported searching an iCloud account maintained by him and found a document in there called the Harvest of the Soldiers. 
uh, describing the attacks and murders on U.S. personnel. Uh, the indictment against him by U.S. officials stated that members and associates of the group have participated in acts of violence that include murders. How, how in the world did this happen? How are we at this stage? A little yeast leavens the whole lump. We rolled over and we just, oh, it'll go away. It's just an aberration. No, it's yeast and it'll spread. It's sin. It's false teaching, including the false teaching of Satanism. And you should have done something a long time ago. And can I tell you something? I'm not a pessimistic guy, okay? Uh, I believe anytime you see false teaching, you stand up. Uh, the way I was trained in seminary, and even with knowing that the apostasy is coming, the Bible told us that it would come. We're living in those days right now, okay? I was trained by uh, Dr. Couch that you're going down swinging with the Bible in one hand and and your arm in the other, you just, you don't, you don't, retreat's not an option. So even in the face of this, we, we, it's just like, okay, can we get motivated now? Can we get serious now? Are we going to speak up now? Now, praise God, that's why the privilege it is to pastor here at Sunrise, because I think we are a motivated church. And I think we are being responsible with the opportunity that God's given us here in Las Vegas and around the world. And I think he has given us the courage and the boldness to take a stand. I think that's why he's blessing us and using us to make a difference by his spirit. But where's everybody else at? What's going on? How bad does it have to get before you realize this thing is now permeated, and if you don't do something, it's over? Including, including the final one that they're getting into, and that is the church. Now, think about that. This is probably the four most influential pillars of society. Schools, government, military, and church. These guys know exactly what they're doing, okay, and with their behavior, and they're permanent. And again, here's the rationale that they started and we rolled over and played dead. Well, if you're going to allow Christian displays and Christian monuments in public places, why not satanic displays and satanic monuments? You've heard that, right? This has been going on for a long time, but we rolled over and said nothing. We didn't say, hey, wait, wait a second. The separation of church and state, that's a lie. We, we, we didn't call it on the carpet. We just thought maybe it was going to just go away, but yeast doesn't go away. We, didn't, we allowed that to happen. And listen, this is why Satanists are now pushing for both of those. I could be here all day long. I'm just going to show you a couple examples. All across our country, satanic monuments and satanic displays are going up. And Christians are even backing down. Watch this. This is nuts. Surrounded by demons, skulls, and other symbols, the people who worship at the satanic temple in Detroit are used to being questioned and misunderstood. We really try to um, provide rational insight wherever um, the satanic voice might benefit. That is exactly why they're doing what they're doing, creating their own version of a holiday display to be seen on the steps of the state capitol in Lansing. The people of the satanic chapter of Detroit say they embarked on this project after hearing about a plan for a church installing a nativity scene, a plan they say has been abandoned by the church. Well, more than a hundred people gathered at the Arkansas State Capitol for the Satanic Temple's rally for the First Amendment. Just hours ago, the organization unveiling Baphomet statues. Our Maureen Blissvig tells us why they say this was a rally about rights. Maureen. An eight-foot Baphomet statue unveiled at the Arkansas State Capitol for the Satanic Temple's rally for the First Amendment. Sincerely. Religious freedom isn't about just one group of people's beliefs. It's about an inclusive idea that everyone can choose whatever it is, whatever religious affiliation or whatever uh, belief system. I don't know why it's not important for everybody. I mean, I stand for religious freedom and I mean, that's all you really got to say. <laughs> like... And while members and supporters of the Satanic Temple want to see their statue on the Capitol grounds, after lawmakers allowed for the Ten Commandments monument. People are here in support of their beliefs, and I'm here in support of mine. Fortunately, we live in a country that allows freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Uh, I may not necessarily agree with their faith, but I respect it. You respect Satanism? You see, I, I, that guy, I don't know his background, I don't know nothing, I don't know if he's supposed to be a Christian or just a good old American. He, he's been brainwashed. What? I, I, this live separation church, that is not what our founding fathers meant. We, we already dealt with this. When they talked about the freedom of religion, the First Amendment, it was the religion of Christianity. Read the documents, do your history test. 
But now I, I have to ex- respect everything, including Satanism. And he acts like, that's an Americana ideal. No, that's Satanism creeping in, yeast spreading through the lump. And if you think it's going to stop there, it's not. Okay? Satanists, we saw before, folks, I got to share this study now in our context. They're getting so bold in their behavior and apparently so comfortable with the church, they're coming right in our midst. Remember, 65% of people who profess to be a Christian, they don't even believe in the literal devil. So you think they're going to be on the lookout for that? Because we saw the same things going on with witchcraft in, in our witches. Remember we saw the witches in that pastor's report I read to you? Literal pastor's report warning pastors, here's what's happening in mass. I said, you know, the one was that the witches are in there and in and, 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 uh, charismatic circles. Um, uh, they're going, oh, look, they're, they're in their seats there and they're speaking in tongues, i.e. gibberish. No, they're doing incantations. They're calling curses down upon the congregation. It's in print. This is the, what, folks, it isn't just the witches, it's the Satanists. We've rolled over, allowed the yeast, and apparently they're so comfortable now, they're just walking right in. And they're walking right in, destroying churches. And watch how they do it. Very subtle. Christians are the Satanist worst enemy. They are out to torment you. They are out to blackmail you. They, they will even kill you. They even try to kill me um, when I came out of um, black witchcraft. If you're in a church where the Spirit of God is really moving and where the Word of God is really being preached and where prayer is really going up to heaven for the salvation of souls, then they're going to regard you as their mortal enemies and they're going to be out there trying everything they can to, to destroy, to kill, and to maim because that is, of course, the nature of Satan and that is also the nature of his followers. They will try and infiltrate your church. They will try and set up whispering campaigns against the pastor and the elders. They may even try to seduce the pastor. For two years, I was involved in the Baptist church. I was constantly complaining about the pastor's sermons being too long, being too dry, sowing discord between the people, gossiping about others. As each member uh, is initiated into the coven, they are commissioned to do a job. And one individual's job may be to uh, desecrate a church. They'll destroy or desecrate churches where they'll spray paint Satan right on the altar just to put fear into their Christian church. Some Satanists who were handpicked, um, the most powerful ones, were sent into churches to disrupt the meeting. And we stopped people from going forward when they um, asked for people to go forward and accept Christ as their savior. I personally, in fact, was trained to learn all of the, 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 the Christian jargon, you know, to say hallelujah and praise the Lord and do all the right things. And yet I, I had no more idea of Jesus being my savior than, than a man on the moon. If you can tear down the prayer foundation of a church, then you've destroyed that church. And that's what every witch or Satanist plans to do when they go into a church is to tear down that prayer foundation and the rest of the church goes quickly after that. The real Satanists, the hardcore Satanists, are involved in criminal activity and for that reason they are going to try and look as normal as possible, the better to be able to deceive you. They're doctors, they're lawyers, they're teachers, they're oftentimes people who are in positions of great influence over small children. Priests, ministers, doctors, police officers, judges, uh, businessmen, oilmen, teenagers, are all linked together for one purpose, to sacrifice whatever they want to Satan. It would be a whole lot easier if these people wore, you know, a, had horns and a pitchfork and a red suit, but they just don't. They could be your next door neighbor. Or the person sitting next to you in the pew. Man, we could be up here all night telling stories. Some of our history at Sunrise, the old facility, whoo-wee, man. And if you don't think there's Satanists in the church, bare minimum, anybody that profess to be a Christian and you don't even believe in the literal devil, I got a problem with that, number one. What Bible you're reading, if you've ever even read the Bible, uh, maybe you're not. But listen, what are the three laws of Satanism? Self-worship, reversal, doing the opposite of what God says, 
and doing whatever you want to do. So if really you say you're a Christian, but all you do is love yourself, self-worship, self, it's all self, whatever self wants, you really literally do. God says this, but you said, ah, no, who cares? And you just keep doing the opposite of it. And then it's all about whatever you want to do, whatever feels good, whatever feels right. Guess what? You, you can say you're a Christian. I don't know your heart, but you're acting like a Satanist. That's, that's if you want to even call it with these words, best case scenario. But maybe the reason why you're doing that, and maybe why it's spreading even in the church, that satanic law and mindset, is because as grievous as it sounds, maybe there's some people that are sitting there like that guy for two years in the Baptist church. Nobody had no clue. That's what they're, they're Satanists. They're now coming into the church to take over the church. And notice he said, even behind the pulpit. That's what the witches did we saw. They weren't there just to do their incantations to call down curses upon the pastor while he's preaching so the people would fall asleep and all kinds of other stuff and destroy the church. But the Satanists are doing it too. And what they say is the witches, they work their way into positions of influence. They start teaching Sunday school. They get on the church board and all that other stuff. And you're like, how could that happen to a church? I told you before, I inherited this when I took on the pastor. I didn't know at the time, but by the time I had finished that pastor, towards the very end, as I told you guys the story before, I found out that one person on the church board literally confessed at a board meeting. Out of the blue. Uh, My family comes from a family of witches, and to be honest with you, I'm still kind of upset of what Christians have done to witches on a church board, making decisions for the church. And if you think that's an isolated case, folks, I'm telling you, people behind the pulpits, the people who are pulling the strings in many churches today, I'm convinced that they're not even saved. And as creepy as it sounds, I don't know their heart. But I'm convinced on what we're seeing, I think some of them are full-blown witches or Satanists. I, I, I can't pull the names and numbers and whatever, but I'm just looking at the evidence. I'm going, as crazy as that sounds, folks, that's what's going on. And that's why it's so messed up. And dare I say, once they get to positions of influence, is it any wonder that all of a sudden churches start focusing on these things, which are the laws of Satanism. Maybe it's a quinky dink, I don't know. Maybe it's that's how far they've made inroads into the church, okay? Uh, but, but again, let me give you one last example, and we'll close it up. I'm going to show you a video of a so-called Christian, I call it a churchgoer. Remember, being a churchgoer don't save you. But a so-called churchgoer, if you think that Satanism is not infiltrated the minds of those who profess to be Christians. Now, it isn't just churches are promoting their beliefs. Now you're seeing professed Christians, churchgoers, go along and actually want to promote the behavior of Satanism. And this came out with this interview from a girl who's a Satanist, but watch what she says about the emails and letters she gets from so-called Christians supporting Satanism. Watch this. This is nuts. Our faith doesn't mean that we are any less a real religion, nor does it mean that we should not have the same um, privileges um, granted to us as a faith. We always get, I mean, it's controversial, and there's no way around it. I mean, that's the idea of Satanism. It has always been kind of, it's, it's, it's been constructed to be controversial. I mean, people who have been outgroups in society who have challenged, you know, the the rule of authority have often been labeled satanic in history, um, or you know witches or, or whatever. Being said, with the women's rights campaign and everything we just did with um, you know the informed um, informed consent laws, we received so many emails from women specifically who identify as Christian. We said, you know, like I never thought I would say this, but um, your faith and what you're doing is um, really amazing, and I want to stand with you because it's one area. Let me quote that if you didn't catch that. The Satanist says they're getting a ton of emails of people commenting on the work that Satanism is doing with their behavior, permeating society. And I quote, the supposed Christian told her, I never thought I'd say this, but your faith, Satanism, and what you're doing is really amazing. And I want to stand with you because it's one area in my belief system, Christianity, that I feel is failing me. 
What is that? If you're sitting there now and you profess to be a Christian, but now you're actually saying, Christianity's failed me, and I never thought I'd say this, but Satanism is amazing. Can I tell you something? You're not a Christian. I don't care how long you've been going to church service. And I didn't say that. God did. How many times have we got to quote this passage? 1 John 2, 19 gives us the answer. They went out from us because they didn't really belong to us. They're fakes. Now, who's the they there? This is a reality. This is the church. So what does it tell you? In the church, there's what? There's a bunch of phonies. And here's one way you can spot that they can profess to claim to know Christ. But you know what? They don't belong to Christ. And sooner or later, their true colors will come out. And here's one of the, the details. But they didn't really belong to us. Well, how, how, did, how did we find that out? Because if they had belonged to us, they what? They would remain with us, right? But they're going, including now saying, Satanism is amazing. Christianity's failing me, right? But they're going so that what? None of them belong to us. It wasn't, well, you got saved, but too bad you chose Satanism and now you lost your salvation. No, you can't lose your salvation. You were fake the whole time. And eventually your true colors came out. And this is going on in mass around the world, okay? But this is going on, folks, all over the place. Again, we're giving in not just the beliefs to Satanism, and apparently they're feeling so comfortable with us that they're coming right on in. And, uh, and now we're promoting their behavior. <laughs> Satanism's way better than Christianity from people who claim to be Christians. And you're going like, this is absolutely nuts. This is completely backwards. How in the world did this happen to our great, mighty Christian nation? I don't know what day it was. I don't know who was the first one to do it, whether it was in our society, the church, or both. But a little bit of yeast, a little bit of false teaching, a little bitty lie called separation of church and state was allowed to be permeated, and the enemy knows how to make it permeate and spread like yeast. You know what you do? You teach a lie loud enough, long enough, often enough, people will believe it. And then you get them to buy into that lie. That's the first step. It spreads, and then guess what? It's over. This is what's going on uh, with the first part of Satanism's behavior. And all I got to say is, well, speaking of warnings, we didn't listen to the warning of Romans chapter 1. Apparently, we're not listening to the warning from Paul and from Jesus. A little yeast leavens a whole lump. Did you really think it was going to stop there? No, it's going to spread. And that's what we're seeing. But you better listen to this next warning. Okay, and that's this one, Psalms 917. The wicked shall be turned into what? Hell. And who? All the nations that forget God. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Our once great mighty Christian nation. We've allowed the yeast to spread. And it ain't just happening in the world, folks. It's in the church. And you wonder why things are turned into hell. We forgot God. If you read the scripture, one of the ways you forget God isn't just like, hey, I, I forgot to think about God. It's not just a mental thing. You forget God, the scripture says, with your behavior when you don't do what he says. Unfortunately, that's not the only behavior we're going to look at. And as you can tell, it gets creepier and worse as you go. We're going to deal with it. Lord, when we got about three more studies, so hang on, eat your Wheaties, and uh, say your prayers before you go to bed tonight. I'll tell you what, this is creepy stuff. But uh, we got to know it, amen? And deal with this, right? Keeping your mouth shut, acting like the yeast is going to go away, does not help. And we want to make a difference while we're still here, amen? That's why we preach the truth. Let's pray. Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you were blessed with this study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple things that the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death? In other words, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and be separated from God for all eternity. This is the great cosmic dilemma. God who is holy and we are not, how can we have a relationship with Him? The two will never mix. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this, even though God already knows He's God. And so God, out of love, gave us something called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not something to just memorize or stick on your wall or give the appearance of being a religious person. The Ten Commandments were God's divine x-ray, if you will, into our 
heart and soul to reveal this truth that we need to admit. And that is this, that God is holy and that we are not. We are disqualified for heaven. So let's take a look at that divine x-ray that God's trying to get us to realize. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, the, the ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That's lying. Okay. How many guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you just did. You just told a lie because we've all done that. Well, that makes us a liar. The, another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even His name is holy. Hey, folks, let's be honest. If you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh, has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's His standard. Uh, uh, even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, okay, that, that's the same thing. Uh, it's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven on your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what did we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a liar. I, I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer. I'm an adulterer. I'm a murderer. And the Scripture is very clear, folks. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step to admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven, I need a Savior, if we would admit that and then ask for the Savior to save us. That, that's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus so that we can now have a relationship with God both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. You, the, the word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon, that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against Him and disqualified us, that disqualified us for heaven, right? And we've actually seen this work in real life. Uh, for instance, uh, there's been people who have committed crimes, gone to court, the gavel's been passed. The judge has said, hey, listen, we all know you're guilty. Uh, you even admit you're guilty. And uh, for your crimes, you're going to not just jail, you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty. And did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row? It's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it. Not because of they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon and they can go free. And did you know it's actually on historical record that there have been people who have been granted a pardon from the death penalty and they've refused to take it. And so even though the offer was there to be set free, they themselves still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, in a nutshell, that's what God's doing every single day with all of us this side of heaven. While you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to receive God's pardon. He's willing to forgive you of all your sins if you would just receive His pardon through Jesus Christ. Again, that's what He was doing on the cross. The cross was the death penalty of the day. But since we weren't there, and since we can't earn it, it's a gift from God, you have to receive that by faith. Reach out even today from your own spiritual jail cell, if you will, and say yes to Jesus and God's pardon so that you can be set free and go to heaven. The Bible says that if you will confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the grave, you 
will be saved. Hey folks, if that's you, don't delay. You may not even have tomorrow. Today could be your last day. Please accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth He is the Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the grave. And the Bible says you will be saved. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Gill Life Ministries. If there's anything that we could do for you, our information and, and number will come up here shortly. And please don't hesitate to contact us. But remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.